0: Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports podcast. I am your host Donovan Place, and I'm joined here, as always, with my co-hosts Ben and Colin. And today's episode, we're back. We are finally back. It's been, God, a couple months. It's had to been. I would guess the draft
1: um, episode was probably our last one. Yeah, That's my guess. Yeah, something around there.
0: Um, but we're back. We're going to talk a little baseball. We are approaching the All-Star break. Good time for baseball. We're going to talk a little NBA free agency draft, and then we're going to wrap it up with a uh, new fun little segment. We're going to talk about uh, best sports to nap to. So why don't we go ahead and start off with baseball? Um, Home run Derby's coming up. We only have five of the eight selected contestants yet. What do you guys are, – are, are there any players you guys want to see participate in the Derby that haven't been announced yet?
1: I would say, I mean, before I answer your question, that this has the potential to be, like, the best overall lineup we have seen in quite some time. I mean, I'm not even that excited for Pulhos, but I guess the fact that he's in there kind of just makes it historic. Um, even though, like, it, like it's it's got to be rigged if he makes it more than out of, like, the first round, if we're just being completely <laughs> honest but the fact that Alonzo is going to be back in it is Stan's not confirmed, but he's rumored, right? Yeah. Okay. I would love to see Stanton in it. I would love to see um, there was one other name off the top of my head. Oh, I'd love to see Vlad do it, but I'm pretty sure I already said he won't. So um, right now I think, I think uh, like a matchup between like Alonzo and Schwarber would be pretty sweet. But overall, just the name so far. I mean, Acuna doing it for the first time. Soto is all right. No,
0: Let's he's see. done it before. He's done oh, it before. Acuna's done it before? He did it in the uh, Cleveland one. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. That
1: was the one that had the insane matchup between like Vlad and Jock Peterson, I think it was. So there was something like that. Vlad, Jock,
0: and then Pete ended up yeah. winning it, I believe. That was his first. Yep. His first. So, yeah, a guy, another guy I'd like to see. I'd love to see Shohei get back out there. Um, I'd also love to see Aaron Judge. He would kill it. Um, I know Harper's hurt, but I'd love to see him come back to it. Uh, Tatis as well. I think Tatis is built for the Derby, but he's also hurt as well. It could be fun. It could be fun. But right now, I got to go with my guy, Schwartz. Harper is, robbed him of it a couple is, years back. Has Tatis done it yet? He has not. I feel like, but,
1: yeah, he's a guy at some point. Gotta, he's got to. He's got to do it. Yeah. I want. not talk. I really hope it. Sorry, but
2: sorry. I think it'd be cool to get a hometown guy out there. I always love when there's, it's in LA, right? Yes. yes. I, always, yeah, I always love when uh, uh, they get a hometown guy out there, like Todd Frazier when it was in Cincinnati. That was incredible. So out of everyone on the Dodgers, it'd probably be bets if they had to have a hometown guy. I think he had, I think he weeds them in homers this year.
0: Yeah, but I bet I don't see Bets being a guy that does the dirty. I don't game. either. I, I don't think he would, but per like
2: if I had to choose one, I would want a hometown yeah. guy. That's probably who I'd choose. Um otherwise, I'd like to see uh, Alvarez from Houston do it. Except he just yeah. got put on the IL. Yeah, IL-TV. that's the other one.
0: He did get put on the oh. IL.
2: Heyman said earlier today, though,
1: that Will Smith is a possibility. So that could be your LA. your LA. That's guy. the
0: LA guy I wanted to see. If there was going to be a Dodger guy to do it, I'd want Will Smith to do it. Yeah.
1: I don't think he would win it, but no. I mean, when was, when was the last catcher to do it? That doesn't feel like a position that Salvi um, was in it last year, wasn't he? I think Salvi was, yeah, was in it last year. And I know that's solely I, because of his MLB the show card, but. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't we can what you we you gonna say?
0: No, you're good. Uh moving on from the home run derby, let's talk a little about the all-star game rosters. Because there were a lot of snubs this year. A lot of snubs. And uh I think the big one I think that we should get out of the way is Ty France. Ty France, I hands down should have I believe that he should have been the starter at first base in the for the American League in the All-Star game. Not only did he not start, he didn't even make it. Now there's a chance he can make it as an injury replacement. There's always that. But it blows my mind that he didn't get selected whatsoever.
1: Especially, too, for a Mariners offense where they have some good names, but outside of really France and Julio, it's kind of an underperforming. I mean, Winker and Suarez haven't – they've been fine, but they haven't been up to their career numbers. Um, Adam Frazier, I believe, is hitting in the low 200s. J.P. Crawford, I think, has been fine. But yeah, France is really one of the guys carrying that lineup. He definitely should have made it. Um, I don't necessarily know if I'm on the same page as starter, but without a doubt, should have been one of the first reserves selected a couple of days ago. The bigger snub for me is still, I think, Otani being selected at the DH over Jordan. You could have told me that Otani was the first pitcher selected and was gonna start whatever I would have argued. He's has like a two-four ERA. But I get the homers and stuff for Otani, but Jordan has just looked like a top three player in the entire league this season. And I, I, I get the fan vote, obviously, and no disrespect to Otani. He's obviously very much in the MVP race with Aaron judge, but I just think Jordan should have been the starter at DH. Colin, who's
0: your and big snub?
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, It was Carlos Rodon, but I believe he got added today.
1: Yes, he was added this yes. afternoon. It was like him, Garrett Cooper, and J.D. Martinez that got added this afternoon.
2: And, uh, yeah, Carlos Rodon really deserved it. I believe he leads the NL in war, um, and he's having a hell of a season. Uh, the White Sox really messed up not resigning him because of uh, his injury history. But he's went out there, and he's probably pitched more innings than anyone on the White Sox, so good for him. Um, I was a little upset Dylan Cease didn't make it. Um, I know it's um, there's a lot of guys that made it ahead of him that also deserved it, like uh, Nestor Cortez of the Yankees. And I know that athletics pitcher made it because um, the athletics needed a rep. But Cease is having a great year, 2-4-5 ERA. Um, it must have been the walks that killed him. that um, And maybe just the team's struggles that didn't get him in.
1: I was honestly a little bit surprised that the Reds rep was Luis Castillo because he's been dominant. He has an ERA in the twos, and especially lately, I think his last three starts, he has an ERA like under one. But the fact that he missed the entire month of April, I just figured would mean that he wouldn't have enough innings to maybe get him that representative. And maybe uh, part of the reason he made it just because they liked the decision to give the Reds the pitcher and not make it Brandon Drury and take away the third base spot from another NL player. But I just didn't think that Castillo had a chance with how with the innings, I believe he's about 15 or 20 innings behind like the next lowest all star starter in terms of innings. Um, he's been do- dominant. If he pitched all of April, without a doubt, I mean, probably would even be consideration um, to pitch one of the earlier innings. Obviously, I think Sandy Alcantara should get the start, but yeah, I was a little I bit agree. shocked there. So, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page about Sandy. he's he's win the NL saw young if it ended today. He has been incredible.
2: Do you think uh, Do you think C.J. Cron should have made it over Josh Bell?
0: No, I don't believe so. Josh Bell had a really good start to the year, and although he has slowed up a bit, I think, especially for a Washington team that doesn't have a lot looking forward to them, granted, neither do the Rockies, but I think Josh Bell's had a really good year. He's one of the – I would say he's been one of the top five first basemen of baseball, maybe just on the outside.
2: That's probably my second biggest snub was Josh Bell. He's mashing this
0: year. Oh, yeah. I also have a bit of uh, all-star game news. This is one of my favorite parts of MLB All-Star Weekend. I watch it every year. They announce some of the celebrities playing in the all-star celebrity softball game. Have you guys looked at any of the rosters, any of the players? I have not. No, but I watch
2: it every year.
0: I'm pretty sure we watched it at your house last year right after the dirt. We might have. We've seen great lineups in the past. I, I'm labeling this A-plus lineup. I'm just going to read through it. You guys, give me your reactions. Bad Bunny. Quavo. Mm. The Miz. Rob Lowe. I'm sorry if I pronounced this name wrong. Simu Liu, the guy who played Shung chi oh good um they have ryan cranston no way uh jk simmons that's uh uh the uh reporter from the original toby Maguire spider-man
2: movies oh okay
0: um <laughs> that's, that's good um, they have Ooh. a couple a bunch of guys i don't know Guillermo, he's the dude that's, like, always next to Kimmel. It always yeah. has the, yeah.
1: the funny interviews at, like, the Super Bowl.
0: Yep, yep. Jenny Finch, obviously. Hunter Pence. CeCe Sabathia. Andre Ethier. And then Sean Green. I don't know if you know who Sean Green is, but that's – those are some of the uh, stars. J.K. Simmons, man. He's got to be, like, 70 now. Can he swing he's a bit getting up there? That? Well, I guess we're going to see. And then uh, I guess the one other thing we have to cover for the MLB all-star break is the fact that the Contreras brothers are starting. That's going to be great. I want to see him hit back-to-back. Sure, it might be eight and nine. I don't care. I want to see him hit back-to-back. But that's I would have to look. Were there there.
1: any better, like, Options for DH over William Contreras, or did they like? Did they just give it to him because Wilson was in the lineup? Or was he's been FCS?
0: really good. He's been I know really, he's been good. really
1: good. It's just you wouldn't think that not one but two catchers' offensive production. I guess just Williams' offensive production as a catcher is better than whichever reserves were on the roster. But no, he has, right. he has been very good. I mean, they have now him I- and Darnell.
0: I think part of the reason is that the NL is still adjusting to the DH, and they don't really have a set DH. It's really just been, like, Harper. And then, like, I know for the Cubs, I think Contreras has started most of their games at DH. Um, But I think it's a lot of guys who still play positions. They just give, like, off days by throwing them in at DH. There's not really a set DH outside of a handful of NL teams. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just sent you guys a picture. It's a uh, it's J.K. Simmons. Dude is
0: absolutely jacked. Oh yeah, yes. I had no idea. Yeah, no he he got. Non-belief. He's one of those. Uh, he's one of those method actors where, like, if he gets into a role, he has to, you know, go full out. And that's yeah. actually for the TV show Invincible. I think it's what it's called. I haven't seen it yet. Have heard good things. But it's a superhero TV show, and he voices an animated superhero. But he still got jacked for it. That's I respect
1: wild him. the fact that it's animated, sure.
2: Oh yeah, gives yeah. him a reason. Those are the best actors—the ones that are truly committed to their role like that. Brian Cranston, I, I, I might, I would watch it just for him. Yeah, he, I, I know. Uh, I, Obviously, Walter White
0: breaking bad, but he's he's a hilarious dude. Oh, he's so funny. So funny. But before we wrap up Major League Baseball, I want to get a a surprising team and a disappointed team uh, from you this year. And let's try and uh, let's try and get different ones. I want three surprises, three disappointments.
1: Give me a second. I think I know who I'm going to go, but I just need to do some fact checking in the standings department real quickly because I did not know that we were doing this.
0: Hmm. Su- surprising. Just, I'm throwing it out there. I will go first. Yeah. My biggest surprise this year is the Yankees. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, I think we all one. knew the. I think we all knew that the Yankees were going to be a playoff contender, but in a tough division, we didn't think that they were going to be that good at pitching. They're 61-25 and at the halfway point. That's insane. That is insane. They have one of the best lineups. If they can stay healthy, they might end up cruising through the American League. My my disappointment this year, I am going to go with the Angels. I felt like this is the year they were going to break out. They signed some pitchers. They drafted all pitchers last year. Rendon coming back healthy. Trout coming back healthy. Mix it with Otani, Walsh. And for a while there, they uh, they were in first place. But then that fourteen-game losing streak might have been more. I forget. Fired Joe Madden. Not looking great for the Angels. All
1: right. First of all, the Yankees. I think I saw a stat yesterday that the current number of. Um... The number of wins that the Yankees are on pace for, if the Reds won every single game from here on out, it would be right about the same total. If the Reds won out, it would be like 108 wins. And if the Yankees, their current pace is also like 108 wins. For my disappointing team, and this, this really isn't a huge disappointment because they're right in the thick of things in the wild card, they're actually tied for a wild card spot, is Toronto. I think they're a better team than three games over 500. And if you look at it, they have had some major underperformers. I think Vlad's only hitting like 260, 270. Not that average is the way to go to judge a hitter, but he was my AL MVP pick candidate coming into the season. Um, Kevin gosman has been the real deal. That signing's worked, but Jose Burrios has really not looked anywhere near up to the part. I mean, if, if the two prospects, if they gave up, Austin Martin and what, Simeon Woods-Richardson, actually live up to the part, that was an amazing trade for the Twins. The fact that oh, they yeah. moved Jose Barrios and then got those two. Um, I just think when you look at this offense, um, I know they lo- lose Marcus Simeon and they add they re- Adam, Matt Chapman at third base. So they, just, they should be better than where they're at is what I'm saying. If this is a team that should be 10, 12 games over, they're only three games over and they're in fourth place right now. Granted, they play in probably the best division in baseball. Now that the fact that all five teams in the AL East are, I guess Baltimore is one game under 500. But outside of that, yeah, I think, I think Toronto should be better than where they're at. My surprise team, though, I don't know. I, telling me that the Padres would be 12 games over 500 without Tatis, I mean, I thought they were going to kind of just struggle to stay afloat, maybe play 500 till of the summer whenever Tatis came back. But they are right in the thick of things in the West. I mean, they're seven and a half back. But if you look at the NL wild card, they are currently the number two seed in the wild card. and They have a three and a half game lead. So I think that's kind of surprising. Their pitching has been pretty good. Um, Mackenzie Gore, he's been a surprise to me. He looks like the runner, up favorite for NL rookie of the year. So I'll go with San Diego solely because I didn't think they'd be 12 games over with Tatis. And had they had him in the lineup all year, they probably could be battling for first place. But um, I also could throw out the Mets for surprising because I thought they'd be good, but nowhere near one of the best teams in
2: the NL good. You were on mute, Colin.
0: He's on mute. He's on mute. He's muted. I am muted. My mom's vacuuming out here, so it's, you know, a little (laughs) loud. I'm trying to
2: respect the podcast. Shout out, mom. I'll go with the Minnesota Twins. I had them, I believe, finishing third in the division this year. Right now they are uh, quite easily in first. I think they have at least like a three, four-game lead on Cleveland for second. Um, Their offense has been a lot better than I expected. Obviously, with the Correa addition, um, a lot of people were like, hey, the Twins could be surprise contenders this year. I, for one, did not believe that. Um, With him, Luis Arise. Is it Arise? Arise. He's, he's been hitting the baseball great. And uh, Byron Buxton f- staying healthy, which is great. He has like 25 homers this year so far. Um, they've been my surprise team. They don't have a lot of sexy pitchers either, but Sonny Gray's been really good for them. That Chris Archer somehow, I thought he was washed, but he's been solid. Also, uh,
1: the fact that they got Joe Ryan for an old Nelson Cruz on expiring contact, that was also a sneaky good trade last year from Tampa too. Tampa doesn't usually make trades like that. Usually if you are on the phone with Tampa, you hang up. Remember how Tampa made the Austin Meadows trade in April and we're like, what are you doing? And then like, it actually looks like they fleeced the tigers in that deal.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wild. And they have, I mean, their bullpen's also been a little better than I expected. Um, They have a lot of, they they have a handful of at least like four or five guys that are really solid that play almost every day for them. Um, and my disappointment, this is not necessarily a disappointment from preseason, but the Los Angeles Angels looked like they were in a great spot um, a few weeks ago before they went on their – about a month ago. Before, Did you say the Angels?
0: I did say the Angels. I'll, I'll, yeah, it was, while, complete, it was while you were moving
1: your setup look, around.
0: Look, I completely there's, look- a reason, there's a reason why I picked the Angels, and it's because I want you to say what you know you should be saying right now. I was trying to avoid it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I completely
2: lost connection for about a minute there. Um, So I had to move downstairs here. The disappointment, the biggest disappointment of the season is the Chicago White Sox. I had them winning the AL. I'm pretty sure both of y'all had them in the playoffs. And uh, right now it's looking like they're not even going to be buyers at the deadline. Complete, Total utter disappointment and really a nightmare season. It could not have, it could not be going much worse right now. I know, I know it's uh, not too rare for teams like this to turn it around after the all star break, but I just don't see it with this squad. They have, they're playing with no heart, they have Tony LaRusa, a manager. Uh, have you got? Did you guys see the clip today? It was Steve Stone and Jason Benetti were just the intentional told.
1: walk. They, had, they, they intentionally dead. walked Jose Ramirez on an 0-1 count.
0: Yeah, I at least they didn't do it on O two this time. <laughs> um, I think it was one two. Give give them credit. I think it was a one two count. Okay, I think, one, two I think
1: you should talk Donovan for about a disappointing team because I believe you had the Kansas City Royals as a sneaky wild card team. That's true. Or was uh, it, the, was it the Tigers? No, that was or the Tigers? that was the Detroit Royals
0: were last year. Come on, Tigers Royals were this last year. year. Okay. Tigers were this year.
2: Oh, too, yes.
0: Right to be fair, I don't think that was that bold of a pick. Yes, are they performing mightily? However, they're still young. Uh, they'll still probably be a competitive team two, three years down the road. That's my, that's my out. I'm trying to th- really think back to what I had as my wild card teams going back
1: to the beginning of the year. Oh, I said that the Cardinals pitching would kill them, and it has, but I also said their offense would be incredible, and their offense sucks. So <laughs> the Cardinals are are right about – I mean, what, they're, they're right about 500, but because they play in the worst division in baseball, they're like right behind the Brewers. The Cardinals yep. with that offense, had they gotten some pitching, and apparently they're going to try and get pitching – But sadly for the Cardinals, the two best pitchers on the trade market are both in division. So hopefully they don't send them their way. What are the Cardinals right now? If I can find the NL Central, Cardinals are forty-seven and forty-two. They have won back-to-back games. They had lost a bunch before that. Um, Milwaukee should be up like eight games in this division right now, and they're not. For the NL Central, just sucks. I don't think Milwaukee's just not that good.
0: Yeah, just playing it simple. I still think they're better
1: than St. Louis. I guess Milwaukee's missing Freddie Peralta, and I think Brandon Woodruff missed some time.
0: The whole uh, they're they're good by default. They're good
2: by default.
1: What division did you say was good, Colin?
2: The whole NOE's is playing pretty well right now, besides maybe Washington.
1: Miami in about two to three years, would it would not shock me if they are competing for that division, especially with their pitching. I mean, they're gonna have a, a really good setup rotation. Um they have a I, good pitching lab. Yeah. I saw something about them potentially, like, looking into trading Pablo Lopez because he doesn't necessarily fit their, like, timeline. I don't know if I would do that, but – because they have they have Alcantara, obviously, he's there for the future. They have um, uh, Cabrera. There's another pitcher. And then uh, – Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, and the 6-0 is working his way back, so they have it. And
0: they also, got, they also got a couple others in the minors, which is crazy. Max Myers, although yeah. he doesn't – I don't think he has a lot of pitches. I, he only really has, like, three good pitches. He, he can run it up about 98 miles an hour. Yeah.
2: So, A contender I'm worried about
0: is the New York – or
2: the San Francisco Giants. I am worried about them. Their pitching and their offense have both been too inconsistent. And I'm pretty sure they just lost series to the White Sox not too long ago, the Reds, the Diamondbacks, and they split with Detroit. So I'm a, I'm a little worried about uh, San Francisco, a team who won like almost 110 games last year.
1: Yeah, I think we all assumed that they were going to at the very worst be an easy wildcard team. But you're right. The offense is inconsistent. I think we knew losing Kevin Gosman would be bad, but I they haven't really got a whole lot of production. Logan Webb is just as good, but outside of that, who do they really have? I mean, Alex Wood is spotty. Um, Carlos Rodon. Oh yeah, I can't. I don't know why I forgot about Carlos Rodon. So I guess he's making up for the loss of Gosman, but everyone else is just too inconsistent.
2: Yeah, uh, your boy Disco, Disco. Oh, fine. he was
1: terrible, and then he got what he's out for the year now.
2: Yeah, he, he had a rough go. Joey Bard has
1: been terrible. I mean, that dude looked like he was going to be one of the future best catchers in baseball. Was Joey yeah. Bart a high draft pick, or was he just dominating the minors? Dominating. I
0: think he was a high – I think he might have been one overall. Okay. I mean, I can Google that for you. Joey
1: Bart, Chicago Cub.
0: Okay, for, all right. For an hour. All right. Although I do
1: think Killian will be, like, a decent starter, so.
0: I think Killian and Canario are going to be really good. Um. uh doo-doo-doo he was drafted number two overall behind uh it was in 2018 i don't 18? remember that. Uh, what did we take in? i feel like 18 was
1: what did we oh 18 we I mean, took india and then um
0: it was casey mize bart alec bohm madrigal india Kelnick, weathers um and then no pick and then kyler murray there you go. Nice. And then Travis Swagger. So fun fun not fun bad draft. Bad draft.
1: All right, let's get let's get to the home run derby.
0: All right, home yes. Run derby so the home run derby. We're going to do a little fun home run derby segment. Um we're going to pick our just eight players to be in our dream home run derby. Now, I think Ben brought up a good idea having eight former Eight current. I like that. Four and I'm four gonna steal. to get to eight. Four and four. Yeah. Four and four to yeah. Four and four make eight. Nice. I Except I him. didn't all even right.
1: follow my own rule. I just couldn't do it. I'm going five and three. But
0: oh my all right. Well, I almost fine. made just it to pick four eight. and
1: four. One of the players was in the league as of last just year. Pick so. Just pick oh, eight. I got I, eight. I got eight. I got eight. Okay, I'll go first. So I'll start with my three current players. These should be pretty easy to figure out. Stanton is number one. I mean, he, I, just seeing him, how he demolishes a baseball when it's a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, uh, that's why I'm really hoping he'll play in L.A. because he'll hit some L.A. They have the bleachers in the concourse behind it. He'll hit it over the concourse. So that's number one. Also, I believe he's from L.A., so it's he's not a Dodgers player, but it's still a hometown thing. Other one is Vlad, and although he doesn't have the same, like, home run derby champion that most of these other names have, I mean, we just know how far the ball goes when he connects and his rookie year in the one in Cleveland, he was insane and barely lost to jock. So I thought that was pretty sweet. I want him in there. And then the other current one, this one's easy Pete Alonzo back-to-back champ. Um, there was a, all the jokes about him bobbing his head to like really sad stuff that mean that went around after the derby last year. So Pete Alonzo, that's an easy one. He, if he, If he, uh, I would not be shocked if he goes three times in a row this year. So those are my three current, my five prior, which I bet Donnie and I have some of the same names. Number one, Prince Fielder, um, obviously with the size. Did he ever win one? I don't know if he ever got a home run derby champ. I think
0: he might have won one.
1: It felt like he was in a bunch, though, when I look back on it. So Yeah. um, Uh, I I think he won one. I I feel like you're right. It might have been the one in Arizona.
0: No, Kansas City. I think he won Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. He won Can- okay. Cano won in Arizona.
1: And then Kansas City was the one where Cano got zero. He put up a goose egg. Yeah. Um. Next one in Josh Hamilton, back in the old format when it was ten outs. He had one of the, like the greatest rounds ever. Um. So that was an easy one. Sammy Sosa. There's the iconic one of him at at Miller Park, just sending baseballs to the moon. Obviously, the steroids were helping him get into those. And then the fourth one out of my five prior, Ken Griffey Jr. I believe he was the first to win uh, two Home Run Derby championships. I think he was the first person to do it twice. Um, got one of the best swings of baseball of all time. And then my last one, this one is not one of the most, I like, best Home Run Derby sluggers ever, but does have a championship and went to the finals and a couple other ones, won it at home. I got to go Todd Frazier just because he's my guy, Reds player. So probably – one of the worst overall hitters of this group, but has, has won a Derby, um, won it at home in Cincinnati. And then he went to, I think he lost to Stanton in the Minnesota one. And then the next year in San Diego, I don't remember who he lost to, but yeah, Todd Frazier is my final. So Stanton, Vladdy, Pete Alonzo, and then I have Prince Fielder, Josh Hamilton, Sammy Sosa, Todd Frazier, and Ken Griffey Jr. Mine okay.
2: was, uh... I had a few similar players to Ben in mind. Starting off with uh, Power Pete, big big schmee Pete, going for the triple crown. You got to put him in there. Second, I had to go John Carlos Stanton. Seeing him when he was in Miami, uh, I believe it was at Petco Park when he uh, had that incredible round in the Home Run Derby. He's back in California.
0: Why are you shaking your head? It wasn't. He uh, Petco Park was Stanton. He, is. Said, he won it in... No, 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 no. I was, I was talking, about yeah. talking about Stan.
1: He's talking about Stan. Oh,
2: I thought... Sorry, my bad. My bad. He my gave bad. a very
1: short analysis of Pete Alonso. Yeah. There's or not much to be bad. said. He dominates.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not, not much to be said. Triple, he's going for the triple crown, all right? John Stan. he hit, like... He had the best home run derby ever in Peco Park. There's a so lot of
1: Stan in Minnesota hitting it to, like, the fourth deck. It's insane.
2: There you sorry. go. He's coming back to California... You're right, he's hitting that over the concourse. Third, I got to go with Shohei Ohtani. You know, he's generational athlete, generational baseball player, best in the game. You got to have him in it. All right, you just, you're getting the international fans with this too. This isn't just a American event. This is a worldwide event here. We got, and then fourth, just cause I want to see how many you hit. I got Billy Hamilton. You see Billy <laughs> in the box with the big boys. I want to see how many he's hitting over the fence. Might be over under four and a half. I don't know. I've seen Billy Hamilton hit a home run in person. So.
1: Uh, fact in case you didn't know, Billy Hamilton in I think his last season as a red hit a walk off home run off of a Josh Hader. Who would have thought? Where
0: you go? Not I. He just chooses not to hit home runs because that's not his game. Exactly. Team player. Um.
2: All right. I got mine.
1: uh, Yeah,
2: Josh Hamilton, for the same reason Ben explained Uh, in the old home run derby system. I've seen this clip on YouTube a million times now because I didn't get to watch it live. Insane. Legendary. I got Big Poppy. I got David Ortiz, you know. um, Barry Bonds. Roided or not roided. I don't care. And lastly, the big hurt, Frank Thomas. I gotta, I had to throw a White Sox player in there. Um, it's a shame I never got to see him in his prime. I th- I, feel like, I feel like the all-star break should be like two months long and we should just let all these players roid up for the Derby. How long do steroids last? I, I don't know. We, they should be allowed to roid up. I am currently not a steroids expert, but I like where your head's are. July 1st, they all get to up, and we just have a big hiatus just for this home run derby, and then the season resumes. I can get behind that.
1: We could make it a summer Olympic sport, and so like maybe we just make it every fourth year. They take a month off, go to the Olympics, everyone just takes a ton of steroids, and then we dominate every other country.
0: I you don't think what? that's legal. I don't think that's legal, Our but steroids
1: not legal in the there's a will,
2: there's a way. They are
0: not. No. Ah.
2: I feel I'm like to make mine just motorcycle. ask Lance Armstrong. I, I should have thrown in a guy like Ichiro in my in my uh in my all-time one, just to, you know, give Billy Hamilton some competition.
0: Have him have him face off. Yeah. Um for my list, I'll make it short and sweet. I didn't necessarily base it off of Home run derby performances. I just want, I just want power. I want the boys to hit bombs, chicks dick the long balls. My four, my four passed. Gotta go bombs. Gotta go Sosa. There's your two roidies right there. I'm going Ken Griffey. I think he's the only guy to win it three times. I think until about a I week think. from now when Pete has three of them. Potentially. Um, and then I'm going Vlad Sr. Then I'm going, for current, Vlad Jr. I think that'd be fun. I'm going Judge, Stanton, a little bit of Bronx Bombers there. And then for my final one, he hasn't even been in it yet. But I know as soon as he gets in it, he's going he's gonna to kill it. i think pretty it's pretty sure Tatis. I know who this is. Oh, it's okay. Tatis. I was wrong. It's
1: Tatis. I I think told- Tatis. Who I do you think t- I'm going to
0: say? Nick Madrigal? I, no,
1: I thought you were going to say Julio. That would be fun. I think I think Julio might have a chance of winning. Julio at some would be as, good. Yeah, Julio would be good. I, if you, you could tell me that Julio Rodriguez is going to be the best player in baseball three years from now, and I would not question it whatsoever. That Julio Rodriguez is going to be a star. We
2: yeah. should just have a lightweight category and throw like Nick. Like who would win, Nick Magical or Billy Hamilton? I'd
0: I'd watch mm, a lightweight home run derby. I like that. Every play at, like a high school stadium. Yeah, there you go.
2: They can play <laughs> over here at Oswego East. Every oh, home yeah. run will be more exciting. Yes,
1: I'm trying to think of other names. Nico Horner was in that category, but doesn't he have some more bombs this year? Hey, don't don't sleep on Nico. Nico's oh no, he's a, he's a good baseball player. I just didn't think he had a lot of homers till this season. Well, Maybe he's like, always totally been hurt.
0: hurt. I think you're you need like an Andrews and Simmons out I'll there. I'll take
1: 2022 Mike Moustakas in the late late. Category. You need a. Uh,
0: Oh, what was his name? He Gordon? No, no. well. Yeah, that he were No, he had works. a homer
1: on the Bartolo. Nice. Ben so Revere.
0: Ben Revere. Oh, yeah. Bring the, back Ben
2: Revere. Game Same game catch game. against Todd Frazier. <laughs> we need a lightweight category, a pitcher category, and then the big boys. No, like no, 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 separate it. There, there's four quadrants, and there's a champion of each. You got lightweight yeah. pitcher, current, and just roids. Whoever wants to do the Roids, current or former. They Nelson can
1: Cruz, we can add into that pool. A-Rod.
0: There you um, go. For pitchers, pitchers is easy.
1: You'd have, even though he's retired, Arietta, Baumgartner, Baumgartner. Baum, Lorenzen. That's four right or there. Dindergaard, Bartolo. Yeah. yeah, those are two more. I would go... Oh, uh,
0: Granky. Are we
1: counting Otani? Probably shouldn't for their nah, – No, that
0: doesn't count. That
1: doesn't count. Yeah, great. That's too op.
0: And then uh
1: Arietta. Dylan Cease. He went three
0: for three
2: last year. Yeah, he went three there for three, go. but they were all singles. We we have no
0: <laughs> idea. Dylan. Can when he pop. When he pop. Uh, who the hell's hit home runs as pitchers? It's been so long since I've seen pitchers hit. Do we mention doesn't uh, doesn't Strasburg have Degrom? What are we thinking, Degrom? I said Degrom.
2: I oh, said Degrom. Degrom. DeGrom.
0: I yeah, he was like my second name. Uh, Lester hit two bombs. Lester, yeah. He, didn't didn't he, right.
1: didn't him and Lackey have that bet going for a while on like who would hit a I home run so. first? Except I don't think Lester. Lackey ever hit one. I don't think he did either. And then Lackey was only in Chicago for like two years, but he got a ring.
0: Yeah. All right, I think we should move on. We're going to talk a little basketball now. Colin, I'm going to give you all control of basketball. Go for it. All right. Uh, Let's start
2: with, obviously, there's some big KD Kyrie news going on. But real quick, let's just talk about the draft for a moment because the draft just happened, and I think we should at least acknowledge it. So um, the big story was for weeks, they were saying Jabari Smith is the number one pick. The magic there was not even a smoke screen, it was just the magic one, Jabari Smith. And then all of a sudden, on draft night, about an hour before, Woj goes, Oh, Paulo Bancaro is in the mix. And then they end up taking him. Jabari goes three, because I bet the Thunder were just set on chet the whole time. Um, do you guys think Paulo was worthy of the number one pick, or were you surprised by that?
1: I I believe it was an NBA reporter on the herd last week, and he said this, and I really agreed with it. Paulo has the much higher floor than Chet, but if Chet develops, his ceiling is higher than anyone else's in the draft. And I think that's the best way to put it. I think Paulo is a safer pick and obviously dominated in like the two summer league games that he played. So right now, Paulo is probably much more polished and right now is probably a favorite twin rookie of the year. But if Chet figures it out and adds a few pounds, especially, he probably will could long-term be the best player to come out of the draft.
0: Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Say Paulo's last name. Bancaro. No, I was I wanted Donovan to say his last oh, name. Oh, Bancaro.
2: So. <laughs> how would you have said it before?
0: I I need to see it spelled. Bonchero. That's how. And, I, it's probably a good, probably a good guess. Let me pull it. Keep talking. I'll uh.
2: I'll find I will it say it. it was also great to see an Iowa boy get drafted fourth. Keegan Murray. Um, we're gonna miss him in Iowa City. He was an electric player, but highest Iowa draft pick of all time. Jaden Ivey went number five overall.
1: I'm telling you right now.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you right now, this might be my favorite draft class uh, ever since I've started watching basketball. When you look at the players with star potential and then like players who you like. Who I think are going to be like very good, impactful role players. I think top to bottom, this is my favorite draft ever. Where did um, Ivy
1: go? Detroit?
2: Ivy went to Detroit. Yeah. In Detroit, the game, like they, they Detroit.
1: may actually have a decent sports team on the way. They do. Lions are a couple years behind them, but I mean, the young guys with Cade and now Ivy. Iowa, too, you talked about them losing and Murray. It's okay that they'll have Bohannon
2: for like a 10th straight year. Bohannon. Yeah. Bohannon's gone. Maybe he'll play in Europe. Who knows? They have Chris Murray, though, the, uh, the twin brother of Keegan. So he'll be there next year. Hopefully. Is he good at basketball? He's good at ba- – yeah, he's good. Um, he's a lefty. He's Keegan Murray, but he's a lefty. Uh, we'll see if he can uh, have the same type of development that Keegan had. I think my favorite uh, team, my winner of this draft, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They went and got Chet Holmgren with the second pick. Um, these these certainly are not household names, but they got two guys named Jalen Williams in the same draft, one of them in the first round from uh, Santa Clara and the second one uh, from Arkansas, and they're both forwards so that's gonna be very confusing for people. They got two Jalen Williams on the same team, Chet Holmgren, and they got uh, Usman Jang at number 11 from the Knicks. So top overall, they had a terrific draft night. They're my winners. And I'm telling you guys, uh, with Josh Giddey, shy, uh, shy Gilgis-Alexander, that's like as good as it gets as a young core. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the NBA 2K $150 and get the week pass. I'm watching like every single Thunder game because that's going to be a very fun team to watch uh, progress over the next few years.
1: Remember when they had Al Warford a couple years ago for him to sit on the bench every game?
0: They did. What a wild I thought Al- time. Was cooked. And Remember then- Carmelo Thunder, though.
1: Yeah, but that was when they were trying to win. They at least had, had uh, Paul got in um,
2: Westbrook, so. What happened to that team? Didn't they lose to, like, rookie Donovan Mitchell? They lost to them the Sounds first about, right? year,
1: and then they lost to the Blazers the second year, and then Paul George requested a trade.
2: Oh, yeah, the Damian Lillard three.
1: Mm-hmm. The bad – I don't care, that's a bad shot.
2: In five games. That was crazy. That was so disrespectful. I love it. Um, But, yeah, KD and Kyrie – and this was on draft night, I believe. Or, no, it wasn't on draft night. It was on the night of free agency, the day it opened. Kevin Durant requested a trade. Um, and Kyrie Irving opted into his contract – so the Nets currently have both of them, but they both want out. Um, it's reported that Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers, and Kevin Durant has a small list of teams that he wants, including uh, the two number one seeds from last year, of course. Uh, and I believe the Philadelphia 76ers are a contender as well. Do you got out of the Suns, Heat, and Sixers, where would you like CKD to go?
0: Definitely the Heat um the heat would have to give up i mean all these teams are going to have to give up uh, about a decade's worth of future to get them and i think that i i don't see a star like this being traded. i don't i don't think kevin durant's going to get traded he can request all he wants the asking price is just way too high i mean who was it that got traded for like five picks it was gobert Gobert got five picks and four players for a guy that
1: can't fucking score. Well, I think part of the Gobert thing is we would not have seen the five picks if the Timberwolves gave up like a real young star. Like, have they given up Jaden McDaniels? I don't think it would have been as many picks. So I think maybe we could see similar to the number of picks for Katie if whoever it is gives up multiple young stars. But who can really do that? Right. So,
0: if you're the Heat, are you going to give up, what, seven, first round picks, mm-hmm. and Tyler Hero, and then what? Maybe throw in. I, I'm not. The Nets with probably
1: wa- the Nets probably want Bam, but I don't think it makes sense for right. the Heat to lose him.
0: Exactly. You could do the sign and trade with Aiton and the Suns, but you're still going to get Aiton, a bunch of picks, and then probably two other you know top eight players that play for the Suns and it just doesn't
1: Pacers doesn't, and Aiden could completely screw that if they wanted to.
0: This yes, is true. That's the thing.
2: I think Phoenix has the best package and the best chance because they have DeAndre Aiden and because um he may explore their options they may not want to pay him the, the max um but yeah you're right if the Pacers end up doing that they can completely screw over both the Suns and the Nets, if they can pull off that sign and trade. And that can happen very soon. I believe now, actually. Yeah, I
1: think Sunday I was the earliest it could have happened.
2: He can, it can happen now. So I bet Brooklyn's trying to move aggressively with this KD move to try and get it done before something like that could happen. Because if that happens, the Suns are out of the sweepstakes. If you don't have DeAndre Ayton as a trade yeah. piece, then they just don't have enough to get KD. And I don't, I don't think any of us want this to
1: happen, but I honestly think the best package for Katie would come from the Golden State Warriors. I think overall they could afford to lose young guys too. I mean, looting, losing Jordan Poole would suck. It would, but you bank. But what's the point? Play.
0: Like it'd be worth though.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it would be worth it.
0: But it you're right. It would be worth it. But I, why? I, they win a championship without Durant. They just did. They just did it. So why give up your future and even more picks to get Durant? Granted, if you get him, they're automatically the favorite to win again. They probably win it again if everyone stays healthy. But you just keep this train going. Sooner or later, Steph's going to retire. Thompson's going to retire. And you're still going to have all these picks. I, I don't like it. That's I'm a- okay with trading a couple – regardless of the sport, I'm okay with trading – two or three picks to get your guy but for the warriors for the heat really for the Suns, you have your guy don't add another guy and sacrifice the future like a guy that's gonna compete for that guy i i don't know i'm saying a lot of things right now no that's that about i don't fully understand and i feel like ever since kd
2: left golden state there's been chatter like They, like, oh, KD didn't like it there. Oh, these – like, him and Draymond uh had beef when they were there. And, like, KD's talking all this shit about Warriors fans and whatnot. It just wouldn't make sense. Like, would KD – would the Warriors welcome that? And would KD be cool with that? I don't know. I don't – all that, I just can't see it happening. And then the last team that, like, people have mentioned but wouldn't make a whole lot of sense is the Thunder. Now – I understand why some fans would want him back. It's just, it wouldn't make sense for the organization to do with the direction that they're heading. Because if you give up a bunch of the young pieces that you've worked hard to acquire for KD, you're still not a championship team. So what's really the point, you know?
1: Yeah, they don't have, a, a, like, they would, this would make sense if they still had another star beside KD, but you would be giving up all your young depth. And I mean, who would even be left at that point to get KD? I mean, honestly, Thunder could probably give could give one of the better packages, but it wouldn't make sense for the Thunder.
2: No, I wouldn't. You just even if they found a way to keep uh, Gilgis Alexander, which I don't think they would be able to, it's still just you wouldn't have enough depth behind those two. And I don't know if Shea could be a number two on a championship team yet. I don't. I don't know if he's that caliber of a player. And then Kyrie, uh. He's a man of mystery for sure. Um, do you guys think there, there's reports that the Lakers are the only team that really want Kyrie and it's the team that Kyrie wants to go to, yet it's still at a halt right now. And some people believe it's because the Lakers are being stingy to give up their future first round picks. Do you guys think it's uh, worth it for the Lakers to give up both the 2027 20, and 29 first round
0: picks to get Kyrie? Donovan's shaking his head. The, the Lakers have dug themselves into an insane hole. They have to pay LeBron. They have to pay AD. You know, Mello Is Mello on the minimum? I don't even know. He,
2: he's gone now. He was just on the one-year. Oh, okay. season,
0: so he's not. Got it. Got it. And then, oh, yeah, they have to play Westbrook. Those are all three guys that are taking up $120 million of the payroll. Three guys. Everyone else last year seemed to be on one year contracts. Hell the last two years. And if one of those guys get hurt, like AD, and one of those guys don't perform, Russ, you're left with nothing. A bunch of guys on a minimum in LeBron James in this day and age, at this point in his career, aren't going to get you far. This isn't the second, this isn't Cleveland LeBron. Okay. You give up all those picks, you give up even more guys to add the rant. Yes, that's going to help out in the current, but you're just screwing yourself over for the future. I don't get it. I think there's a way, there is a way for teams to build now and build for the future, but teams are so obsessed with building for now, to say, fuck the future. It's the exact opposite of baseball. Baseball, all they care about is prospects, 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 and even more prospects.
2: Absolutely. But when you look at their potential scenarios, if they didn't make this deal, you're stuck with now. Russell Westbrook, maybe, unless they can find another suitor for him. Um, I've heard there's, they might got, try and go for a Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon deal and dump Russ somewhere um, with a team that can absorb money. But even, e- even with that, I think if they don't go and get Kyrie, LeBron James is leaving after this season. He only has one year left on his extension, but there are reports saying that if Kyrie were to come to L.A., LeBron would sign another one and one extension, which is – he? I mean, that's – it's LeBron James. He is your championship window. As long as he's there, I believe the window is open, especially if Westbrook's not there. Um, and you're right. If A.D. misses time, forget it. It's, it's over with. If Kyrie is on the team and he misses 30 games, it, forget about it. They would all have to be healthy and on the court at the same time for at least, like, 55, 60 games of the season, which is probably unlikely but, uh, when you look at their past history. But if you can get that combination of the court at the same time, I think they can do special things.
1: I do it's want just- to – sorry. I would just say I would give up two picks because I kind of look at it the same way you do, but I wouldn't do it yet. I think the Lakers know that they can afford to wait this out and if the reports are true about there being no other suitors and the Nets having to deal with the KD thing at the same time, I think the um, the Lakers can't afford to wait this out. Obviously, you don't want to be having to worry about it come September, October. But if if they stand firm long enough on just the one pick, I think eventually it could work in their favor. And worst case scenario, I mean, like they they end up biting, and after you have the both, both the first round picks.
2: Yeah, I I think yeah, because they're the only team, I it's a big leverage play right now and I don't think you want to give up your leverage um and give up both of those picks uh because that I mean that's then you're going 20 2029 20, without a pick and it's only 2022 right now. I mean that's kind of crazy for a guy like Kyrie who nobody else even wants right now. But the potential to put LeBron with his two best teammates he's ever played with. I mean that's it's hard to pass up on that. And if you can get, like, Joe Harris in the deal, too, another great shooter, should be. Could no, be- I think you're just asking too so much. Well, the Nets would have to put either Harris or Seth Curry in the deal just because of the money to match the Westbrook deal. Um, or Westbrook could get moved to San Antonio in a three-team deal with the Nets um, and maybe – the Spurs could send another player over to Los Angeles. Either way, I, I will lose my mind if they can get Kyrie because that just gives them at least a chance, and it would be entertaining to watch them all the fourth once. Um, do you want to move on to our, our
0: final segment here? Yes. So, Colin, since this is your idea for the segment, I'm going to let you take the, take the reins.
2: All right, so fun little idea. I saw this somewhere. I don't know if it was on Barstool, Um, I can't remember, but it was the top five sporting events to nap to. Now I find myself quite often napping to watching sports because it's my favorite thing to do. And I think this top five I came up with is gonna be hard to beat. My number one, now this this is a no power ranking order. It's just five events. Number one, any baseball game, now just picture this, paint the picture, all right? Middle of July, like right now, any weekday baseball game, you got nothing to do. It's a hot 90-degree July day. You stayed up super late last night playing fall guys like Ben, and there is a Nationals-Mets game on, and it's 2 o'clock, and the sun's coming in through the window, it's beaming on you, and you pass out on the couch. That is perfect, perfect opportunity to take a nap. Second, NASCAR. You guys ever tune into a NASCAR race?
0: Not very not. often.
1: No. eight, sat eight sat- left
2: for four hours. Sunday afternoon, so this, this is going to be a common theme with this list, is Sunday afternoon and napping. NASCAR turning left for four hours, flip that on when there's nothing else on in the middle of the summer, pass out. Third, I think you guys will be able to relate to this one. Picture uh, a Sunday afternoon, you had a crazy 12 o'clock slate of NFL games. You had nine games on at once. Scott Hansen lost his goddamn mind because the witching hour was peak. Three games went into overtime. It was chaotic. And then all of a sudden, they all end at once. Boom. The Broncos are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in Denver. 305. Denver Broncos game. Perfect time to take a nap.
1: Although I don't do this, I agree with you right there because, especially when it's your right, especially those weeks in the season where it's like one 305 and maybe two 325s, and that's all you get. I mean, that's. And I'm not a person who takes a whole lot of naps, so I can't totally relate. But, yeah, especially, too, when, like, you don't have a ton of fantasy players going. Like, I'll get through my noon slate and be down to, like, one tight end and maybe a kicker. Yeah, that's when I when I check out.
2: And, you know, you're a little hungover from Saturday night. Um, all of this plays, into, plays a big factor. Uh, you fall asleep in the first quarter. You wake up in the third quarter, and it's, like, 13 to 3. You didn't miss anything. And then you can check up on how your fantasy scores are doing. It's it, You're living the dream. Uh, next, the Olympics. Uh, per, particularly the Summer Olympics, I feel like. Uh, perfect to nap to. Even the Winter Olympics, there'll be like skeleton or luge or whatever they call it. Uh, what's the curling?
0: Hey, yeah. hey, don't, don't sleep on curling. I'm not don't sleeping on curling. Don't literally sleep on curling. Ice, to- come on! You're better than
2: that. I I I found myself falling asleep to curling before. I will admit, even oh, in the oh, summer, yeah. they got they got rowing. They got uh, this. Swimming- How can you call yourself a sports fan? I'm not disrespecting it. Hey, I'm a big I'm a big football fan. I'm a big NASCAR fan, but I can fall asleep to that too. Uh, and then lastly, the number this is the number one sporting event to fall asleep to. It's golf. We love golf, but it's boring. It's boring as hell. Yeah, especially, there's no debate to this. Especially when you don't have money on it. Uh, just picture a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Eat, maybe Sunday morning if it's a major, because the afternoon on a Sunday uh, Masters or PGA Championship it really heats up. But in the morning, when it's uh, the you know the the final pairing of Colin Morikawa and. Uh, Who's another good golfer, Donovan? Brooks
0: Kepka, nah. Max Homa,
2: Dustin oh, Johnson, Lily Zalatoris. That's it. I'm, pa- I'm there paying. There you go. The here. They haven't teed off yet, so you're you're watching Taylor Gooch put on like hole nine, and you you fall asleep. Not anymore though. He's in the uh, he's in the Live Tour. He's in the Live. He is in the Live. That concludes my top five
0: sports events to take a nap to. All right, I'll rattle off my top five really quick. It's very similar to Collins. Just want to get that out there. Uh, number five, NASCAR. Um, I have watched NASCAR in the past, and I, granted, probably Daytona. Um, only watched it twice. I think both times I watched it, I fell asleep. So has to be on there. Number four, I am going with... Uh you know I really should have wrote this down. You know I'm screw the order. Screw the order. I'm just giving you 5 and then I'll rank them at some point. So NASCAR I'm going uh afternoon football games just as you uh I fall asleep to those. Of the 18 week NFL season, I fall asleep to more than half of those easily. Easily. I'm up early making sure I got my lineup set, making sure I got my bets placed. I'm intensely watching the noon slate. Got to make sure I got my food ready, planned for Sunday night football, four o'clock games. I can't your tell you anything, anything that exactly, uh, anything the, the hell homework. out of your homework. Exactly. I can't tell you anything that happens in that four o'clock window on most days. Um, then I'm going to go with Olympics past the opening ceremony. Honest to God, I find the opening ceremony more exciting than I do the. Open or the actual Olympics itself. Uh, then I got to go soccer. Let's be honest; the only time I'm watching soccer is when it's the World Cup. So I'm going to throw that out there. And then it's yeah, it's golf. So out of those five, I'm going to go five NASCAR. Four, I'm going to go with uh, let's go, let's go the Olympics. I'm going to go for the Olympics. Three soccer, can't stay awake two shocker here golf number one that noon slate oh my god it's it's a doozy it takes everything out of you sometimes it does when it's a when it when there's a lot
2: of fantasy implications and maybe there's some money on the line and there's like eight nine ten games on at once and the witching hour hits it it gets you
1: especially when your team plays
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you have your team playing in addition to everything else going on at once, it's just too much to handle sometimes.
0: Is there anything worse when it's that one week a year, about week 13, 14, 15, that range, where there's more games in the late window than there is in the noon window? Is there anything worse in think it.
1: I think the worst thing is when you get to the afternoon slate and there's three games and two out of three suck.
2: Yeah, no, I can agree with that. So, no, it's definitely weeks, more. There's some weeks where they'll put like 11 games in the 12 o'clock slate and they'll have like three, yeah, they'll have like three games in that. And afternoon. well, they'll and always and have a, like
0: the 49ers start like 35 minutes before the other two games start.
2: And
1: yes, and the 325 <laughs> one, when the two other games suck, it's always like Cowboys Giants because they want to force feed it down your throat, even though yep. that is always a horrible game to watch.
2: The Rams will be blowing somebody out, yeah. and then there's like a shitty like Dolphins
0: Char- Chargers <laughs> yeah. that somehow makes its way yeah. into overtime. That, I
1: I would be perfectly. And you fine gotta go with flip Washington the channel from Red Zone. Yeah, when it gets oh. to three o'clock and there's like one game, actually no. The the worst thing is when it gets to three o'clock and you have no fantasy players left. That's the worst. Oh I'm yeah. Like, because then, then I Damn just don't those. even know what to watch.
0: That's the Key and peel like, sweating me, too.
1: That's why you just have, like, 45 different fantasy teams and you never run out of players to watch.
2: Amen. There is a beauty, uh, though, to having, like, yeah. Yeah. two or three players going on, like, the last Monday night game. Because, like, you just sweat it. Like, you just – it sticks in your head and you kind of sweat it out but it gives you a reason to be super invested in a late Monday night, last game of the week. Yes,
1: especially like last year, there was there was a Monday night game, it was like Seattle, Washington, and I could not have cared less, but I don't remember who I had, or maybe I think I was facing like Metcalf or something, but it's stuff like that. I personally like when I have barely anyone going at noon, because almost always the Vikings play at noon, so I'm locked into that pretty much anyway, but if I have barely anyone going and then the other person has a bunch of people then, like, going into the 3 o'clock at night games, I know what I have to hit. And then, like, there's some hope there. I mean, unless you're just getting blown out. But that's, that's my personal favorite.
2: We're, we're t- we turned this into a football
0: talk. I'm not. Yeah, uh, shocker to us.
1: Big fantasy football fans. I mean, we, it's literally – last night was July 11th, and you and I did a fantasy football mock draft. So that tells
2: you pretty much
0: Yo, – I got to do a mock draft soon. I gotta I, I've already so done a I real draft. Like the, I just like to look at the rankings and just like get it in my head. Um, I gotta I gotta start working on my rankings for my blog. That's right. I'm announcing it. Working Hello, on the blog. World. Hello. Well, all right. We changed it. I have <laughs> the I have the actual website, I think, set up fully. I was work I've been working on the entire podcast, multitasking. Um finished the website and I'm about to post my actual blog so by the time this podcast is up my blog will be up go check it out we'll i'll tweet it out on my twitter and then i'll let uh, the tub talks retweet it so just go follow I'll, tub talks on twitter
1: i'll i'll think about retweeting it it's All gonna right. have to really be nice to me
2: sweet so and i'd like at some point uh as we get a little closer to the football season just because i need to talk about it We could do a little fantasy football preview, um, maybe give you guys some sweepers, some players to avoid. I don't know. Maybe give our own rankings. I don't care. I just need to get it out of my system. And it's a lot of fun to talk about. So I'd like to do that sometime in the near future. Keep a a lookout for that. As football season gets closer, we'll uh, record more and more, put out more content
1: it's really easy to do a podcast during football because we can literally just talk about what happened in both real games and fantasy for like an hour easily. Um, for that fantasy football preview though, I probably should not be present for that considering I, you know, came in last I'd probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well,
2: maybe we'll let the champion lead the way.
1: Yeah. I guess.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Got
2: the thank past you. Two champions of the week on the show right now. This is true. This and is well, true. And a runner up over here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I came in second two years ago, but quite the fall from second to where <laughs> I ended up last year.
2: And survived the punishment. He survived the boys in check. Now,
0: all right, hang on. Genius idea here. Genius idea here. What if we do the draft order on the podcast and just try and get as many people from the league, most of them have already been on the podcast, just get them in here, and we can figure out the order whether we randomly generate numbers. And we should do it. Steal on the idea from steal the idea from the yak. Put it on a wheel, whatever. Do, does the pack do that? Yes. Don't and they? Do the ping pong ball thing.
2: Oh, they do both. We okay. should try and get them to do the ping pong thing. I doubt
1: the lottery, they- That's what it is, right?
0: Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'll. I, I don't know if they're bringing that back, but I'll I'll do some research into barstool see if we can. Steal something from you know a thing about that organization, yeah. I do a little too much. (laughs) All right, but I think this will wrap up our episode of Tub Talk Sports Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We're going to try pump out more of these between school coming up, work with all of us, a little tricky. Thank you for bearing with us. But we promise to get more content back out there. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.